Welcome to the Root Rebels podcast, episode six. And the topic of this week is, and we haven't actually discussed this, so I'm putting her on the spot. Um, hi, everyone. The topic <laughs> of this week, uh, why don't we just leap in, leap before we look? Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's the title. <laughs> leap before we look. Leap before looking. That was kind of also my idea coming into this incarnation. <laughs> I'm starting to have regrets now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We hope you had a beautiful week. Um, at the end of July now, feeling the energies are slowly getting a little bit more... Um, Settling. Settled, a little quieter, a little sweeter. At least um, at this moment when we're recording this, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you'll be watching or hearing this. It could be different again because uh, that's what happens. Yeah. Life is constantly shifting. And this week or this past week was intense, like very, very intense energies, very, um, a lot of old patterns emerging, being pushed out, being uh, almost like exposed, but also a lot of insights. So almost at the rate at, at which certain things came to light, uh, at least for myself, having having the insights also why I could let them go. How was that for you this this um, last week? I'm finding it super interesting to observe the shifts lately. And, and, and while that, again, is a Sandra vague statement, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm known for these. <laughs> um, are, are you willing to clarify that statement? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of fo focusing into it now. Um, I used to be very black and white. It used to be very like I'm either having a really good day or a really good phase uh, or a really shitty, sticky phase. So what I'm observing now is that I'm having some challenges. Um, some things, like we said last week, are crunchy. Some things are really demanding my presence. Um, and to the human mind, a few of those experiences or, you know, like the consequences can look scary or you know it's a fearful thing but I'm seeing also the beauty of what's happening so at, at the same time while all of that feels sometimes dense and you know ugh, just wish I could shake it off like a dog I also see the beauty of my clarity now and the beauty of that whatever is coming into my reality um, be it a thought be it a nice conversation be it um, new connections, new inspirations, whatever. All of that is so vast and beautiful, you know. But what makes what what makes the difference, if you want to say, but what makes the difference for you between being black and white, having having intense days, like this is a shitty day, this is a wonderful day. What what is making it more um, even? I think I've stepped back more I've, I'm, I'm, I'm not interfering as much anymore with 
the details that keep me occupied or that were in the past maybe demanding a lot of uh, focus. So I think it's more about now allowing things to come and go as they as they please or as they as they do and I'm not getting distracted by them anymore. So only the compartmentalizing and the going deep into the focus of, oh, look, that's shiny, <laughs> you know, then all of a sudden this thing has a lot of importance. And whenever that thing does something that I don't like, then, you know, I'm very much affected by it. So now I've stepped back, I'm allowing things to fall into place or fall away or reorder, whatever. It's now more the bigger picture of it. And in that bigger picture, I can see the the, the connection of all of this. Right. Do you have like a like a tangible example? Because I like I'll like I love to bring it down to mm-hmm. to daily practice or daily, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, like the the broad choice at the moment for me now that Rude Awakening is done and now that, you know, I'm going personally into another um, phase of or another iteration of what does Sandra want to experience? Who who is Sandra? So reinvigorating my coaching practice uh, also meant, okay, do I have the space for it now? Um, Time-wise, focus-wise, energy-wise, but also quite physical. and then having the having the choice okay do i want to go and rent another place um where i can practice that where i can have you know group sessions whatever where i can have my working space um or you know am i okay also with rearranging my my house again so that i can find that space here and it was something i woke up with one morning okay i need to rearrange the whole setup and i did that within three hours I think (laughs) whereas in the past I would have been too comfortable um, you know it would have been just oh you know it's another thing that I now need to change and that means that my habits need to change and that means that I need to adapt again so resistance to any sort of change yeah getting again my biggest enemy is my comfort zone it always has been Um, and it's my biggest invitation to to look you know what parts are, are, are making me uncomfortable or inflexible ultimately and funny what I hear you say is is what you're sitting on already so you have this wonderful yeah. practice space which is part of your house which we're sitting in here which yeah. as if you've paid attention is right next to the the cows <laughs> because I'm, I live on a farm um, and this used to be my coaching and my my space where I used to do all of those sessions and all of that and and then at some point you know I also put a lot of other things in here we're now making the podcast here so making that choice it's also now Sandra taking her space again for what she's passionate about, what how she wants to experience her everyday life, and not just once a week. This is where we're having. The and it's not a and it's not a little side room. It's no. your, it's your practice room so, where you will invite other yeah. people, and it's just so symbolic, isn't it? It's it's very meta. Yeah. Yeah. And to allow myself to take space in that again, and to make that a priority, that was it. Just that waking up with that thought in the morning and then following up on that immediately rather than procrastinating about it or distracting myself with whatever was so healing for me to see I have the um, agency over 
how I want to experience this. Is this a joyful thing that I'm now getting excited about that I can put my energy into? Or is it something that, oh, you know, yet another thing on my list? Yeah. And and I, I kind of noticed that the shift the last weeks from those spaces of resistance or shit, and I have to I have to do this. I have to get over myself. I have to relearn. I have to oh god, I had not made all those all of those Sort of, it's not quite survival, but it's the annoyance after. You know, I have a roof over my head, but now I need to move my ass because, you know, if I want to keep living here, I need to do certain steps and I need mm-hmm. to really stand for what what do I really like and believe in? Because I'm not going to attract anything if I'm now going to do stuff that's completely not something I feel happy about. It's not going to attract in in the new way. So I have to get you know almost like like get over myself and you know when i have an inkling or a feeling or an impulse to do something and it is mostly based from that you know that that creative uh and 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 you know that that creative space with that that inspiration the moment i don't follow up on it it starts hurting far more badly than than the resistance that i might have on it and it, it's really funny that i find myself just doing that the last weeks over and over and over and over whenever i have resistance don't take too much time to feel into it or to sit down with it oh how do you feel oh i know because because it's the same old pattern that was like 20 years ago acknowledge it and then go i'm gonna do it anyway or no i really need to sit down and and feel into what's the next step but not get stuck in an endless giving it room and space and oh my god what's what's wrong with you now because it's it's kind of that resistance. It kind of wants that. It wants to have all the attention and. But I find it interesting, especially now. Um, resistance is futile, right? We've talked about <laughs> this last week, um, and you know, I think we're not even quite aware how all of those um, subsequent episodes that we're making, you know, form like a bigger picture and taking the taking that. Um, to the next level for me so we come from a place of where it used to be all projected outwards right like it's other people it's the world it's the man it's the government it's It's the whatever Uh, right it's yeah so however much we used to place our experience in that it used to affect us yeah then on this journey of awakening you start taking it back you start saying okay somehow I know, I feel it's all me, it's all a part of me, even though I don't understand it yet. So you start, you st- sort of stop blaming others and you start blaming yourself more because that's still an active part of you that wants to judge, that wants yeah. to separate, that wants to, um, you know, suffer in a way and make it difficult. And then that step of, okay, now I've moved through my stuff and I can now see that, it doesn't change anything when I pay more attention to it. No. Just like with anxiety, for example. Um, I was I was having a chat with somebody about this, and I, you know, it was a psychiatrist, and she said, you know, whatever happens when um, somebody is in that fight or flight mode of a deep anxiety attack, the more the mind tells them you need to sit with this and you need to you can't yeah. do anything right now the worse it gets and the more the body will respond in yeah. that 
And it's the same, it's same I mean, I found it the same way with uh, past traumas. Mm-hmm. The more I focus on, yeah, but I behave this way because I was traumatized, I open up, you know, instead of saying, yes, there was a trauma, and now choose something else. I gradually can, can teach myself something else. Uh, going back to the, to the trauma and digging into it is literally almost making it stronger. It's just giving legitimacy. I'm not denying it, but I don't have to go in and find out the minutia of it because it will just make make it stronger. And I don't even give myself re- like um, feedback of the new patterns or the patterns that are healthy. Yeah. I'm just constantly telling myself I'm a victim. Oh, poor you. Yeah, that was really rough. And maybe it was, but acknowledge that it happened and make different choices. I'm, I'm making it very black and white. This is this is mm. you know of course. 30 years of and not doing process. this well. But and it's a process, right? You know, in, in, you know I, I, keep, I keep feeling all of those steps were important to come to the clarity that I have now with just get the fuck on with it, you know, just, you know, stop dwelling in your own, you know, uh, procrastination. We've talked about that too. Yeah. Great episode, by the way. <clears throat> But ultimately, at some point, you have to forgive yourself and just move on. And yeah. that's the hardest part because, you know, who died and made you king? Who died and made me queen? You know? Well, and, and, and you know, I think Amar says it really in, in, in Rude Awakening documentary. He says, you know, it takes away the victim, victim card. And I found that really to be true. Like, as I'm going through my, you know... I, I dare not say last phases because I've said that a couple times before. But as, as I'm going through the things that still hold me back from completely trusting my higher self, I'm, I'm noticing that there's a little piece of identity I don't really want to let go of. Or there's a little bit of righteousness or where I feel I've been done wrong by outside people or events. Uh, that I kind of like holding to that little like uh, I give the whole deck back and then but I keep like there's one more get out of jail jail free card that's hidden you know one victim card that and I really have to be honest with myself saying well you have to you have to give them all I was just going to ask you like what what is that um, because you know if if maybe our listeners um, have just started this journey and you know we now say well, you have to let go of the victim card. Well, duh, yeah, of course, yeah, gladly, you know, have it. What makes it so difficult? Or give me like a tangible example, uh, now that I've spilled my beans, um, <laughs> of that in your in your case, why it was difficult. Um, ultimately, safety, feeling safe. And, and for me, that was a, and again, that's something very old that I can acknowledge as... Uh, always feeling misunderstood, always feeling that I wasn't heard, I wasn't seen. And in the past that may have been the case, uh, but now it's, it's, I'm the only one that can really truly see me and hear me. And basically, you know, I'm, and I'm a guy, so, so maybe my way of doing things is doing things. It's just like shutting the, f- shut the fuck up and do the work. Do the, you know, let the work talk, let the actions talk instead of. You've got the sleeves up already. Yeah, impl- and, and I, <laughs> I had such a history of talking everything to death, and talking about it, and talking about it, and talking about it, and and ultimately not getting further because I was just talking about it. I, just, I wasn't doing. It's almost like the talking, 
set my mind at ease. Now I've, I've talked for three hours with Sandra and I've talked for five hours with my girlfriend and I've talked for six hours with that guy. And ultimately what was required was a little bit of insight without too much reaction or judgment and just doing. Mm-hmm. Putting that first step into the project I wanted to do. Uh, putting the first step into, hey, maybe changing my, my, my living situation or, or putting the first step into um, feeding that inspiration that I had to start another project. But then, yeah, but that, that person didn't see me and, and that, that thing didn't work out and I'm still owing that, that thing money. and. It, it, it's it's for me it was very easy to see especially the, couple, the last couple of weeks that staying stuck in that victim mode or staying stuck in it's a lot of things that people do to me um, it's kind of comfortable because then I don't have to uh, you know take that creative step I, I am basically postponing for the last six months or start painting again or start why, writing that why, script you know why is it so difficult to go back into action because I can also see from the conversations that I'm having with people that are that have not gone through that journey the same way that I did I know that a lot of people did we have a lot of similarities that's why we can talk about the same processes but I know that some other people might look at my life and go like wow you know like your whole life came to a halt and now you know why did you do that so maybe maybe it's not even a question. Maybe it's more of a um, of a thing that now comes into an insight for me. So you've come back from the outside world, taken back the victim within yourself. Mm-hmm. You start talking a lot, which also um, accelerates a lot of healing. A lot of things become more clearer to you. You're in more communication with your whole reflection system. And then at some point when you realize, okay, now I've exhausted that. Like I've, I've talked until the cows well, there, came there's, home there's and they are home, only, as you can hear. <laughs> only so much insight that you yeah, and can now, gain. And now at some point you realize, okay, life is calling me again. And I'm actually excited and I feel capable and able and ready to dive into life again. And, and, and that's it. So, so I think ultimately after all the talking and all the, you know, being nicer to yourself... The cows are really going off uh, until the cows come home. Yeah. Um, there's, there's only. I mean, I found there's only two things that really work: is taking inspired action, mm-hmm. right? And and wow, <laughs> they're they're taking inspired mooing. Uh, so taking inspired action. Nobody can tell you what that is. So there's a template for inspired action. You know what that is. And the second is the opposite, is actually allowing. It's, it's really allowing to receive the changes that you've called for by talking it to death. But almost like remembering through all the talking, what is the inspiration? In your case, you wanted to be a coach. In my case, I wanted to do something different, like a different, different work. You know, after Rude Awakening, doing something with technology. And now I'm working in computer games again. So, you know, it was really an inspiration to, 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 you know, clear the palette and do something else. But ultimately, I had to let go of the idea of it and just either take inspired action with by calling some companies or being quiet, being present to remember what my inspiration was. Hey, I want to do something else with film and storytelling and technology, but I don't know quite what. 
But what makes me happy without the details? What makes me happy without the agenda? And then almost like allowing, almost surrendering to that and and letting that come to me. And like two days ago, something like that that I didn't expect came to me because I was like, hey, I'm working in technology and, 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 and storytelling. How great. And then another project came in that I didn't, I wasn't fishing for. I didn't have to take action. I just have to be present and you know see that it oh hey it's 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 apparently here and it's apparently another great invitation so it's either either taking taking an inspired action to uh, not two steps or five steps but one what's the first inspired action i can do or it's it's a complete surrender to the changes that you asked for yeah, I don't think those two are separate. I actually think that they I don't go, think they they're separate, hand but, hand. but the mind, I think the mind makes them separate because yeah. allowing is, is just as much taking action as taking action if it's from a free place. And I think that is where, coming back to your question of why is it so hard for a lot of people in their awakening journey that at a certain point they come out of the woods and they come out of the darkness and, and then, you know, okay, there's a lot of insights, a lot of, you know, reflection, but then taking the, the, the real big next step is hard. And I also think it's it's part of because we don't trust it yet. And it has been, you know, and, and I think none of us really care to go back to the old. So there's a little bit of that like, oh, fucking hell, now I have to work. I have to do this old shitty job again. and. I'm working for one of the companies that that I used to work for seven years ago, but I'm different. I changed. So it's so fun to see. It's completely free. It's fun. It's creative. Uh, Some people I might have had a reaction to in the past. It's completely clean, but I've gone clean. But I didn't know that. So a lot of my fear and procrastination and resistance was being afraid of having to go back into the old. But the old didn't exist anymore. But I didn't, you know, it was almost like my mind had to catch up and to that. And then that's that's the part. So you know, the last reference that you do have um, is with far less awareness, with far less consciousness, right? So years and years and years ago, things looked different. Things were different. Yeah. And now you're allowing yourself a new experience with the same props with the same set with the same actors mostly and then the mind just has a difficult time of allowing that to be new because hey hey i've seen this person and this person was an asshole it's the memory yeah or you know this place has such bad energy you know, we've and talked about this earlier when you were saying going going into Amsterdam um, now on a regular basis, uh, being in public transport, being in the city again, lots of tourists in the summertime. Yeah, it used to be your Achilles heel. Oh, I, I, I almost had to puke like every mm-hmm. every time I had to deal with those energies, and now I can sort of welcome it and go, okay, I choose to be a part of this, or at, at least to traverse it. Uh, but it, you know. I, I am free to to take it over, to take energy, or to say, oh, oh, it's a dense day, it's very busy, and leave it at that. It's the same as going back to a trauma or or going back to a past memory, like my past memory of the city was, oh God, oh God, oh God, or my past memory of that employer was all of these things that I thought went wrong and that I need to watch out for. Instead of just going, okay, that was a memory, that happened, I reacted just as much as they reacted so it's it's a 
it's just an exchange of yeah. you know nobody's at fault here you know, I was very very bad at, at giving my boundaries back in the day so of course there's going to be those those run-ins and confusions so it's it's acknowledging it happened so I'm not, in, not denying it but by not giving it a lot of you know going into the archive and 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 reading all those documents of all those events that happened and putting like a little asterisk behind it like that happened that oh my god yes so i'm feeding it almost making it true while it isn't true for years yeah so now i'm stepping in inspired action i'd love to work in that again it's a great opportunity it's technology i know those people but i didn't go back into the archives other than hey i'm new so this is probably new i didn't know that for sure yeah i'm not a psychic but after the first day and the first meeting, I was like, this is completely different. And we've talked about this in the past, you know, like in, in, in private personal conversations. We want people to notice that we've changed. We don't like, you know, I've, I'm living in a different country. Like I am originally from Germany and, you know, I don't visit that often anymore. Um, so I live in a completely different reality, but then when I go back and meet old people or family members or whatever, um, it used to be like during my awakening, the biggest pet peeve, oh, they still see an old version of me because, you know, I look the same, but I've changed so much. Look, everybody, I've changed so much. But then, you know, making the same mistake that other people, um, you know, in my perception were still the same and the same, you know, were still stuck in their patterns it's almost or whatever. creating a, a whole new Achilles heel. So we've, we've often talked about this and reminded each other whenever we went into that old pattern of, you know, assuming that somebody is this or that to say, hey, you know, allow others to change. Yeah. And, and, and that is not only true for people, that's true for whole experiences that look very much um, familiar. I have to now assume that when I bring my full self into the equation, that everything is different. Yeah. That's the difficult part. So that's why sometimes, you know, once you've, once you've made a choice to completely turn your life around, it's easier to move into a new country or, you know, to, yeah. to go, everything is new. Well, you don't have the old baggage yeah. or at least the perceived. Yeah. I mean, you baggage, know, like yeah. uh, fast forward a year and then you'll pretty much see that you're, you might be attracting the same kind of people or the same kind of circumstances, just in a different language, maybe. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wherever you go, yeah. you go, you take yourself with you. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's an old one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I, I do feel or I do see with myself and with you and, and, and with some people close to us also on this path, it, it, is, it is a point of, of when you come out of what we then sometimes refer to the dark night of the human where, where you basically have to let a lot of nasty stuff go and you do the, the, you know, the, 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 big, the, the big cleaning and clearing. Mm. And then you have to live your life afterwards in a new way you, you can't pull the victim card anymore but you still have to adjust i mean i found that with myself really adjust my human to so i've cleared most of that old stuff i can't really go back or or pull the victim card although my mind is trying to mm-hmm. because some some pieces of identity or some things especially seen being heard was a huge one for me so 
I even though I knew better, I played that game for another two years after after the Dark Knight of the Human or my Dark Knight of the Human. Of yeah, but I want you to know to see me, and you have to take me seriously because this is a new voice, and it's almost like playing the the, the spiritual righteousness card of yeah, but I've, I've done so much work, and now I need to be acknowledged for it. Whether now I'm shifting into n- not having to be seen and heard. Uh, because again, it's another uh, it's it's another identity for me that needs to have a pat on the head. Or and you don't need to go back, and that's that was also I think during that that healing the healing years of awakening, you try to go heal everything. Like the, this is very <laughs> eager and ambitious that part um, of the spiritual identity that now wants to go and heal and and, and transform everything, but you constantly if you need to fix the leaks, like you constantly miss the the whole point that the whole vehicle is changing and shifting. So what I'm discovering now is with those aspects, um, those parts of me that have been in a trauma or that have been very much separated, like, you know, the part that wants to be seen and heard and acknowledged and all of that. Now they can come to me. So now that there's like this, this presence and this, um, this wholesome approach of understanding that everything is me and my energy now it can come home and i might feel it again so for me that's the dark night of the human that you know like it just feels like what you know why am i now going right back into it no it's it's coming through me to be released into the fullness of me and what is the big difference between when it when it moved through you in the past and now well, I used to run away with it. I used to then go into the details of um, blaming others again, you know, trying to fix the outside, trying to make the outside world understand why, you know, they have to see me or, you know, that was either relationships or family or you yeah. know, mostly in connections with others, right? Because yeah. that's how we perceive ourselves. But, but now it, it feels like... Um, Whenever I think something is, oh, why is that still here? I have to really look at how my life shifted and how I'm not living in that separation anymore. It's easy to get distracted by it, when, especially when, it's so, when it comes so quickly or so, when it's so dense. It's like, like you said, you know, lots of aspects coming home last week. Just go, okay, so here's that one again. Oh, I thought I worked on that one. Rather than going into the minutia of it, seeing like okay maybe it's just a safe space now for it to come back yeah i think i think that's the for me definitely that's the big shift is i don't have to go into the minutiae because if if i want to be seen and heard or see or, or acknowledged i need to go through all of the minutiae and the details almost like have like a court case in my head it, yeah. like who was right who was wrong uh, you know yes and nay so much percent and now it comes through and I might get annoyed or react for a couple of days, but I know that the digging doesn't work. And because you can also just check with yourself, like, am I still in that allowing space where, yeah, this might suck now because I feel it again. It's like, you know, I broke my foot a few years ago and every now and then I do f- still feel it. Um, 
But that doesn't mean that I need to go back to, oh, you know, now it needs to start healing again. It's no, just like, and, okay. And, and that's a big trust. There's, there's, a, there's a really big trust that comes by. It's supposed to come by because I've, I've said I, I want a really big change. So everything is now coming home to facilitate the change. What the change is exactly mm-hmm. is something my mind can't fathom yet. So I, I have to sort of trust that and, and, and really let, let the details go. But I know the le- the less I resist old stuff coming by, and especially not blame other people, or have a dependency on the only solution for this problem is that that person says something to me or that person. And now with most of the stuff, there is no dependency, or I just walk away from certain people. Where you're like, but I don't need that acknowledgement. And if I do, then it's an ego thing in me that's still. But most of the time, I'm so tired of it that it's just like you know. Okay, then I'll let the ego part go. And it might sting for a bit because that person has not seen me. And probably as I'm walking away, will never see me. So making it but a again, point. But what, again, what, what, what was I thinking that I was yeah. gaining from it? And it's, it's again just projecting it outside of me. Yeah. So I, it might sting. You know, the human still has some investment left. But even the whole, um, the whole dynamic of not trying to figure it out and it's saying okay whatever is outside of me whatever i placed on other people take that home and then you have to go through the pain of oh it's an old trauma i didn't get what i want that person never and now i'm i'm so i'm getting so secure or so well versed in my own energy that i don't i really don't need that acknowledgement truly and i used to say that and it wasn't really true and now it's becoming not only true, but I'm noticing then that if I don't take an action afterwards, after not needing that dependency, I can stay really neutral and make a decision that's free. But that's the and that's I, the I word. And I usually don't need the other person again. That's the word neutral. Yeah. Right? Like when you're still being lived by your aspects and by your identity and you know everything that you've built up around this. Um, it's very much about like, oh, you know, but I have to be passionate about this. I have to really, I have to fight for this. <coughs> Whereas once you come into that bigger place of understanding, there's a neutrality. And while you're moving towards that, I feel there's sometimes fears. We've talked about this before where yeah. you said like, I'm really fearing that at some point I'll just be, this, you know, drooling, sitting sitting so on the cloud, playing n- my harp kind of no thing. No identity. Yeah. But and how boring that must be. And, and but says who? Well, my, my, the one that tries to keep the identity. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So I had, a, I had a chat with a client of mine and she said, um, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't want to be indifferent. Like that, that, that word of being indifferent, that, that energy, I don't like that. I want to care. I want to be the person that, you know... Passionate about something. Yeah. yeah. And I, while I totally understand it, it's exactly what we were just saying. Um, who's, who, you know, who's clinging on to that part that cares? Yeah. And in a way, what I'm... And, and you're right, because I, was, I was used to be super afraid of that. Like, mm-hmm. what's left of me when, when I dissolve everything? So it's not that I can't dissolve anything, but like what I, I kind of like my humanness. I kind of like my expression, and I've noticed that if you go to neutrality, 
you can actually make those decisions and expressions and care and, and you know, your own inter- internal causes to, to, oh, I like film, I like this, uh, I, like to, I like humor, I like to talk in a certain way, I like a certain food. But the moment it's free and neutral, I can choose and dive in without all the stickiness of needing somebody else or needing so to be acknowledged or maybe a good metaphor is um, really the metaphor of film and the lenses yeah so if I take the tainted uh, and tinted lenses away the light can shine through even more beautiful through the different um, more clear through the different aspects you know facets of me that now wants to go explore so it's even more intense so you think but once that and again the difference between emotion and feeling is mm-hmm. important to differentiate i feel the the human part that's very tied to its identity that's very passionate about causes that has a lot of friction and um, challenges in their life they have a lot of emotions those emotions are running high and low and they run away with you usually then when you um when the lenses are clearing or you know when you take the lenses out you go into a much more pure feeling of it and then all of a sudden it's that feeling that drives it and that's way deeper than any emotion can run yeah and and the emotion and and the feeling is it's it it is it's beautiful it does something with you but you don't need to hold on to the feeling out of fear that it's going to go away or somebody's going to steal it or somebody does even if somebody disagree well it's my feeling emotions have a lot of attachments to it yeah. yeah but i found that the feeling is more intense like you say it's almost like taking you know filters in 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 film you have an nd filter it's mm-hmm. a dark filter so to make sure that the sun that comes into the lens doesn't like overbright everything but it, it, it blocks the light so if all the emotions are nd filters like it, at the end, what ends up on screen is this very vague, sort of like half tra- transparent, like very Tainted, ha- hard yeah. to d- to define light. So you take those filters away, and it's like, it's like whoa! But it's also very clear what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not diffracted. It's not diminished. It's like that's where it is. So from the passion to to it going on screen, like let's call the screen the human experience, it's very direct. And it's so, so I don't need all the emotions or because that's so intense that the intensity I used to get from identities <coughs> is, is I, I don't need more intensity because the light itself is intense enough. But I think it's also a sign of the times now that um, consciousness is rising um, and you don't have to be spiritual to understand this even or to even <coughs> be part of this movement. Um, <laughs> quite on the contrary. So we're becoming more aware. We're becoming more aware, so our capacity to hold more light is quite clearly here. So we don't need to dull it down, dumb it down, um, you know, sort of almost almost put so many filters over it that we can even bear it or that we can, you know, it's just basically... To have some kind of picture, I don't care how blurry it is, it's very much like technology. Remember when, you know, watch a very old movie or you see old photos, like the first digital photos that were taken, like, and now you can, now you look at it and you go like, oh my God, that's such bad quality. Yeah. As technology is rising, it's a direct reflection of the consciousness um, that's available and also therefore 
requires us to be much more yeah. open to let it through. But I'm clear, let the light shine through clearer. Um, and, and I think ultimately the journey or what I, what I understand of the journey at the moment is ultimately after awakening and, and spiritual seeking and then going within, acknowledging hey, that the light's not coming from outside, it's coming from within. But my goodness, I'm filtering the shit out of it, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, so I can't blame anybody else, but now I blame myself for putting all the filters in. And, and once you get over that blaming and, and you, know, you start to be nice to yourself, you can actually take one filter after another. And I think that's what we've been doing um, the past years and, and also in this podcast, like also making that sort of transparent. And at a certain moment, there is a, there is a clarity. Yeah. And there is a, because there's no filters or refraction, there is a clarity between a first, uh, well, inspired impulse and the execution of it or the, 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 it coming into reality. And you don't need anybody for that. We don't need even, even need each other for that. It's like, it comes up, it is communicated or reflected or, or somehow a, a step is taken. And it shows up. So I'm also knowing that of noticing that the the time it takes for things to manifest is getting shorter and shorter. Mm. It used to be years, now it's months, weeks. And you see the synchronicities um, that are happening all of the time. Yeah. And it looks like other people are involved. Yeah. Exactly. That that might still be a confusion, right, for the observer. Yeah, because if, if if a company uh, calls me out of the blue and says they want to work with you, I'm like. Okay, but that seems like something outside of me. And I got lucky. Mm -hmm. But I called my ass off to companies the last year to get some work. And nobody, no, nobody called, nobody bid. So somewhere energetically, I was still playing the, oh my God, poor me. And I really need to survive and this and this. And the moment I let it go or eased up, like, oh, that actually, that work would be fun. Mm -hmm. The moment I sort of... You know, the survival, and it's easier to say than do. Um, but but the fun, the fun inspired feeling came back without any agenda, immediately started working. And it was so blatantly obvious why it didn't work before, because I just put so much out on the world and I'm really trying and I earned it and I did my best. So yeah. why is it not reflecting victim, victim, victim? And, and again, it's really easy to say and kind of cruel when you're in it, because when you're in it, you're in it. And I think also, at the moment at least, anyway, you kind of have to still go through it. Like that's, I've at least I've not seen many examples that haven't had to no. go through the different stages of suffering. No. And even though it's, it's yeah, I'm doing really well, it's, it's, and we talked about this as well, like waking up in the morning, the last weeks, especially, and ha- and having anxiety or having deep stress. And I go like, everything's going fantastic in my life. Mm-hmm. So, so still the stress, and that now I know, now I can really blame anybody else because everything is in order. So it's like, okay, there's something in me that's almost addicted to feeling that stress, almost like still protecting itself from, yeah, it's going fine now, but the moment you let, you know, you, 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 you let the grip go or you let control go, this will blow up. And it's my mind telling me, it's, it's how I programmed myself since I was a kid. And it, it, it comes, and it's kind of funny because it really comes back as this 
sort of screaming little like eh, it's, it's, it's gonna all go to shit but because all of the other outside factors are gone it's it's sort of a caricature of itself because it's so exposed normally it would, it would hide between it's their fault and society and this and that but it yeah, can't yeah. so it's kind of like half naked sort of trying to make a point and it's like what put some clothes on yeah reparent yourself that's that's it you know that part that i think the most important thing is to not get identified with whatever occurs in your experience as a human on that journey because that is again trying to trying to distract yourself like the more i can keep that that outlook of okay you know there's a certain wisdom maturity here that this can all happen all the healing can happen through me if i'm present if i'm here and now and then those parts just pop up but i don't need to go into that panic yes i can feel it but then to stay in that in that um, authority and presence and say okay quite obviously you know there's something that i need here so yeah and 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 we've talked about facilitating yourself um i think we've we've really put beautiful emphasis on how, what can you do yeah. when you feel that you're triggered when you feel you're in a reaction uh, do all of these things but then ultimately come back to um where was i you know <laughs> what was i doing yeah and, and and i really i really have a newer appreciation for how hard it is like mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect well let's say seven years ago uh when i was going into this phase of my spiritual journey i would i would s- certainly say i think it's going to get easier it got so much harder but also so much more um real it, it, like all the stuff that i was still avoiding or trying to talk straight or you know to ha- have a reason for they all came up and the more i struggled the more they came out so it was really hard but it was also sort of inevitable it was so much shit piled up on top of each other with my my awareness was already sort of seeing but the patterns that i couldn't deny it anymore so so i had to almost get to the end of my human trying to deny it and uh, to go okay fuck it i I, I surrender and then and then running after that carrot right like thinking oh i'm gonna like andrew says in our in our documentary um basically you're just trying to exchange the one for the other you just go like a little bit more comfortable life you know now i'm gonna be spiritual slightly better bodies slightly more wise or or, or, yeah now i'm spiritual which means now that you know now i have blessings that i can count now i have like angel friends and you know guides open six portals this week so i I am worthy yeah and and in sneaks the spiritual entitlement right so it's this journey is not for the faint of heart and this actually doesn't mean that life gets lighter and no, it really easier doesn't. it's it, it can i think i think ultimately I, it does and and and, and for me like and we asked this in the documentary like what would you say to your younger self or what would i say to myself seven years ago when i was you know on the, on the cusp of this actually when we met when we we're on the cusp of this new phase uh, is the sooner you surrender the faster it goes and the more elegant it is and I didn't listen. I had to. So I, you know, literally, it had to. Like the 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 island had to get smaller and smaller and smaller for me to go. Oh, I can actually swim. It's fine. It's fine jumping into the ocean. It's fine. It's all me anyway. 
but I'm, old, old, I'm, I'm there now. And, and even now waking up sometimes I have to remind myself whatever comes up now is of my own making. It's the last phase of this awakening journey that I'm completing. But my human is, it doesn't have much of the identities. It doesn't have much of the aspects. It doesn't rely on the outside, but it's also kind of grieving about it because it was a game I played for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it has none of these things. And, and, and what, what you ask of it, or what I ask of my own human self from a higher perspective that I know is there is trust. Trust, trust, surrender, let go. But what if, no, no, it won't go to shit, just trust. But it's not a lot to go on. I know it's working because I've seen it. I've seen so many patterns that it is working. But even I have to still trust. I have to. I have to still jump off the cliff and hope there is a trampoline under there. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that's that's. I can see it coming where it is just complete trust all the time, uh, where it's not about making choices or do, t- doing A to B. It's just you are, and your higher self is basically feeding you what you really want anyway and leaving the details out of it but it 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 does mean the human is really the the experiential part and not the creator part and that it just can't i I know it's true and i have i have a lot of experience in my own life that it's that's absolutely true and i can still i still can't believe it i just surrender knowing that probably next time it will work out the same way so i just jump but my human is... It will work out just the same, but definitely not in the same way. No, and my human is still, uh, you know, scared at best and confused. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't change. It, it just gets used to the fact that, hey, I do it anyway and it works out. Oh, I There's do it anyway. There's a picture happening, right? Yeah. And, and I think that um, is also the reason why a lot of people are so scared in these times. Because they notice that a phase that you know we don't even know when it began it's like eons a phase of eons <laughs> is coming to an end yeah and 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 now something else is going to take place but it's out of the predict predictable future that we can see that you know we can't go you know everything is going hockey stick everything is going like off the up, charts up, up. and yeah. you know off the map um, we're going uncharted territory all of those words mean fuck all well, and especially uh, turning it back to myself, especially if my humanness or my 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 mind wants guarantees, it wants structure, it wants you know safety, uh, and I can't blame it. And then you say, yeah, but what's going to happen now is is magic. Yes, sounds really great. Yeah. But none of the old tricks will work. We're going completely new the way you were gonna live your life is completely different than, than anything that looks like now. And my mind goes like, uh, what? So what different- I need to see a script first, like what, there is no yeah. script. So what, you know, <laughs> what can you say to humans that have no clue what we're actually talking about? I mean, those people will probably not be listening. Um, but I had a conversation with somebody um, a while ago and um, they said, okay, so what do you do? Okay, you're a coach. Yeah, awesome. Um, what did you What did you study? And I, I told them and it's like, yeah, that's very impressive. But, you know, there's, everybody is a coach nowadays, you know. So, so what's the point even almost like, you know, what makes you special? It's again, the, you know, 
why do you think that you're so much better than anybody else? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody else. All I can say is that I've allowed a part of me in that can see a bigger picture that is not predictable, that is guiding me personally into a new life, into a new experience, while I'm still remaining in the same body and the same experience mm -hmm. in a way. But everything is changing. Like we were just talking in the past, I don't know how long, hour or whatever, time and space. But actually, I think that really qualifies me to have these conversations, either as a coach or as, you know, like a podcast host. And even if it's just you and me talking and witnessing our conversations. And but he kind of gave the answer. So, so there is not. The, so, so the moment you stop convincing others, yeah. it's like, I'm not better. I'm just me. And I'm, I'm learning to surrender to a higher part of me and seeing and therefore seeing a bigger picture energetically with me. I'm not claiming I see it in the world. She so see it with me and other people doing it too. I see certain patterns, hence the, the, the documentary. But ultimately, why would somebody use me as a director? I think because it's a particular flavor or energy or frequency that fits yeah. in that moment. Not because technically I'm really good, but so are a million other directors. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, my CV means nothing if you look at the technical prowess, absolutely nothing. But there is a certain light or a certain mindset or a certain communication that also isn't better, but matches a certain project or a certain group of people or certain people that want to hire those kind of people. A certain vision, right? Like the coaches, there's the billion coaches out there. And but there's only one Sandra. But I find it so funny, right? Like how this conversation landed in my lap just as I'm sort of re-experiencing <laughs> re, um, re what it means to be a coach, right? Or that label, Blech. You know, it's like it's so it's so empty in a way, but how that conversation was directed at me and that person is um, probably has a job in IT or something. I don't even know. Again, you know, same thing, just, you know, like the sand on the beach. You have how many IT people in the world? Like a billion, you know, what makes you special? In the past, we used to think that it was knowledge, that it was expertise, that it was, um, you know, cleverness and luck. And now I see from where I stand, it's vision, it's, um, it's, it's frequency, it's, um, it's, it's matching compatibility with somebody who's on the same path who says, okay, I can see how that could be helpful for me right now to have you as a director on my project because there's a certain thing that I want to accomplish and I really feel safe with you. I can't explain it, but you know, you have, you, you check all the boxes, so you're my match and I don't want to go with um, XYZ. Yeah. So why is that any different? Then um, the coach, you know, that, that all of a sudden matches the clients um, so, so in prerequisites. A, so in a, in a way, there is no competition, I, th I think. No, like, for nobody. No, because even if, if there's literally in your street six coaches that do technically the same thing in a row, then still some people are attracted to you, some people are attracted to the neighbor, some people are attracted to the last one in the row, and you all do the same thing. So yeah. if you trust that, and again, you have to really take your energy back from 
putting it out there and, and getting acknowledgement or, but I'm special and I really don't believe it myself. So tell me I'm special. And if you don't tell me I'm special, you know, I have to work harder and I'm going to overcompensate that I'm special. And I, but then, you know, there's lack. So I, I, I want you as far away from me because mm-hmm. you're, you're taking a piece of the pie. It's it's that it's that whole that's a, that's a nice thing about taking my own energy back that I'm noticing is the codependency is really going. I, I can't say it's completely gone, but eighty ninety percent of the time it's like, oh yeah, shit, it's me with me. And then I, and I, there's I, enough for I, everybody. But I, I'm not afraid to lose anything. So if somebody else picks another director, I'm going like, good for him. Exactly. Or her, you know? Yeah. Wow, because that flavor is more compatible and of course I can lament oh I really wanted that job but that's something else as not you know wanting somebody else to thrive on their you know on the merit of their energy so so, so they are looking for compatibility but so are you so maybe you might come into a position where you know somebody approaches you and you just feel like that's not a match and sometimes I don't think you know sometimes I don't know what com- com- Compatibility is or means, and my mind has an idea about it. Mm-hmm. But the more I can let go of the idea, not not you know, not preventing having idea, because we ha- we all have ideas about everything. Before we can even stop ourselves, our mind would have labeled ten things. So it's not about not having those ideas, but in going, oh, that job fell through. Oh, well, that's, I had ideas yeah, about it. Exactly. What a shame. Yeah, yeah. But usually. Nowadays, within a couple of days, or, or sometimes in the moment, I go, oh, I can see why yeah. that was not compatible. Yeah. Oh, good. Because that would have been a lot of resistance and then coming to the conclusion mm-hmm. that we're not compatible anyway. And now we're not, not even have to go into that. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, wonderful. So it's almost like... And you don't need the closure all of the time. Like, you know, sometimes I will never know why something didn't work no. out. But I now, I now own the knowingness that it's always working out for me as it always is working out for you and yeah i can look at you know whatever somebody else is going through and usually as a coach you do listen to a lot of right uh, challenges or you know like friction stories you can you can have compassion for it because in that moment it is it is your experience so there's no point in saying like oh yeah but you know it's like it doesn't you know, it's or, all happening for you. It's denying, actually a good thing. I don't have that emotion. Well, you do. You, no. you think you suck. You, you're disappointed. But you know, once you've allowed that to go, but I know there's a higher part of me. That's that's that I I said. You know, starting this whole journey of awakening, I gradually started um, uh, relinquishing to or or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know listening to trusting. So even though my mind doesn't get it yet. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, you know, a bigger part of me is guiding everything home the, the way it's supposed to be, which is a really odd place to be. I think, yeah. I think that's the, the biggest thing that my human part needs to needs to still um, get used to, that there is, there is something that I can trust that is working out every single time. And but like I also said, have to jump every single time in trusting it. Well, like you said, I think it was in the last episode. Um, in a way, we've we've really wanted to understand exactly how it works. Yeah. So you know, me now being a coach is also no coincidence because you know I could do um, something completely different, like you know, work in a bakery or something, something like that doesn't look so relatably the same as my journey. But 
I really wanted to understand that journey and be able to work with it and work with other people yeah. on that journey to 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 be an expert in that. And you know, I might choose that at some point. You know, that part is done, and now I'm going to go bake bread or you know <laughs> yeah. make films or whatever. Um, but I think that's that's really it. Like, can you really surrender to your qualities instead of comparing yourself to? Um, other coaches or you know I need to be the best at my job well maybe maybe you just haven't found really what makes you what makes you unique so let's find that part of you that makes you unique that that really sets you apart for yourself and yeah. I think that that's the question as a society we're going through we'll, we'll be confronted with most you know what sets me apart like if it's like we said before if it's not if it's not knowledge anymore or intelligence and and robots take take half of the stuff you have to go back to yourself so I, mm -hmm. I'm, i'm i'm very confident that the world you know will go through its shakeups and ups and downs because it it is a big step but it's kind of technology is kind of forcing it yeah like 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 a corona ep epidemic mm -hmm. kind of forced a lot of people to to go within and to to sit still and to rethink their their life technology will do the same thing and I, and i think the only thing we can really do is is bring our light bring our awareness into it yeah and then it will i think it will really serve us i mean i read an article about ai being used in education so can you imagine like in 10 years yeah from i now, don't think it has a future no no <laughs> it's kind of like a fad it's like the exact but a, a kid in you know maybe even five years from now sitting in a school uh and getting an education that's exactly tailored to that kid it might that kid might be an economist yeah or a lawyer or a dancer or a poet or a creative it doesn't really matter what a poetry great oh that that child has an inclination for that here's you know 40 years of shakespeare and and so it's it's nobody nobody is the odd one out even if you have hdhd or tension deficit disorder or, or whatever there will be a, a way of teaching you or of, 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 of you not feeling the one out but oh you just need a different type of you know education so yeah ultimately we're going to end up with the same question no matter what you do or where you come from what is it that i am what is it what's that your, what can i trust what's your here? core and yeah. and can i keep finding out more about that and i think that that's a journey that never ends it's just no it's a gift that keeps on giving yeah yeah with that <laughs> <laughs> beautiful um yeah yeah thanks for just leaping <laughs> before we looked radical trust um Yeah, we hope you could take something out of this, um, some inspirations, some um, reflections for yourself. We certainly did. <laughs> you, you might want to journal about this. Uh, where, where are you leaping before you look? Um, Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention on the 8th of August, if you happen to be in the Netherlands, um, I'm hosting um, a meditation evening, uh, whatever you want to call it, like it's, you know, session, just, you know, like a get together. Um, and we're going to tune into the energies of the 8th of August, which um, happened to be always a beautiful portal into uh, more of us. So in a group setting, that's usually a lot of fun. If you want to participate, you can write to me at sandra at zencubator.nl or uh, go check out my social media wherever. Um, if you are not in the Netherlands, you can still tune into the beautiful energies of the 8th of August and into 
the next shifts that are coming. Yeah, and, and there are lots. That's the yeah. one thing I know for certain. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like it will just keep going. Yeah. Uh, and where do people write uh, if they want to ask us a question? Podcast at rootrebels.com. One word. Is it not a dash in between? I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we suck at this. So I think bad. there's a dash in between. We should know this by now, right? Because I, I, I always say like we'll I put it know, in the show like, notes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Ciao.